Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. I am your host, Lloyd Phillips. Lloyd Phillips. Lloyd Phillips. Um, uh, we'll talk about uh, the week. Right after a word from our sponsors. Today's show sponsors are Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at boxingbear.com. It's an independent art studio established in 2011, and they have all your art needs. So, if you really love alternative art prints, I would go check out Boxing Bear Print Company at boxingbear.com, boxingbear.com, get to them now.com. And the next sponsor is the Cookie Barn Waco.com. They're actually called The Cookie Barn, but that's where you can reach them, at thecookiebarnwaco.com. They're an online cookie company, and they have a pickup location, and they deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or for any occasion. Just enjoy them yourself. Uh, They also specialize in company-client relations, and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know that you're thinking about them and that you appreciate their business. Also, with every purchase... You'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization that helps foster and adoptive families. So every portion, uh, a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another. e1a.org. Thecookiebarnwaco.com. Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast, everybody. Um, well, you know, once again, uh, Lloyd Phillips here. Uh, another episode down. Hey, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, because of this countdown, just thought of that. Remember how I got excited about the last two episodes? Cause I'm not sure where we are, uh, this week, uh, officially bonus episode or not this week right here is week 52. This is the last week in the very first year. Um, once again, bonus episode or not. Yeah, this is it. One, one year anniversary. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Uh, this whole time, especially everybody that's been there from day one, and there are there are a few people, so I think that's that's super cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening in, and at the very least, look the name of the show is Life and Times Podcast, and I really don't talk about anything other than my own life. <laughs> so, and uh, and when you're not a famous guy, nobody really cares about your your own life. Speaking of memory lane, um, this week, uh, last week, I drove around uh, with my friend. Um, we went to our childhood homes. We drove around the town we grew up in. We ate at uh, at our favorite restaurant there locally. And uh, that was like a trip down memory lane. And so we drove by my old house a long time ago. Now, this is not, you know, once again, it's my life. 
I hung I hung a rope in the tree a long time ago. Like a very, very like thirty something years ago. I, I I could probably do the math on it, but um yeah, literally thirty five years ago, uh I hung a rope in this tree. And what I would do, um well, I would climb the rope. I don't get to that in a second. I'll, I would climb the rope, of course, but I usually would ride my bike down the street as fast as I could, uh, get off the gravel, go in my yard, going as fast as I could, ride into the rope, grab it, and it shoots you up in the air like 25 feet. Uh, you know, and then, of course, you swing. And you got to get it straight because if not, you'll swing into the tree, and that's not good, right? Everybody, You see those videos on YouTube. Or or just because it's summertime, and I've recently been talking about the creek and all that kind of stuff, they used to put ropes uh, in trees on the creek, and you would swing out. And if you don't let go of the thing, uh, a lot of places you come back and you, and you hit the tree. As a matter of fact, listen to this, listen to this little tidbit. I believe this is why... Um, on this Facebook site, there are Oklahoma swimming holes. I think that that's what it's called, I think. And so somebody put blue hole on there. And if you know around here in Oklahoma, and if you and if you are from a surrounding state, you're going to be going through Oklahoma, I would venture to one of these places if you really want to see, like, backcountry Oklahoma. Um, but blue hole, it's still there, and it's nice, and it's clean, and, that, and that's all great. But as a child, it used to be awesome because they had a rope swing hanging from this tree. Um, and then they had uh, like a catwalk thing that was about, I don't know, 12 feet off the water. And so people would jump off of it into the water. So back then it was it was cool, but, you know, the, the way of the world now and everybody getting sued uh, or, the, or the potential thought of it, I, I, I don't know the inner workings. I don't know the people that own the place, but um, some, this is what I had heard. And I'm going to use harsh language here. You ready for this? Some fat lady, I'm saying it that way because she ruined my childhood fun, uh, some oversized lady who um, uh, got on uh, the rope swing, didn't let go, came back, broke her leg, something like that, canceled that one. I don't know why they did away with the catwalk. Anyway, check out Blue Hole. I don't want to like dog it. The place used to be really awesome when I was a kid. Um, but those were the things that they did. So I had this rope and I, uh, that I would do those things, and I never got hurt. Um, and, and the rope is a, the rope is a reference point. Uh, so we're like cruising down by his house and there's like memories, uh, for, for everything as, as you're like, Hey, remember when we did this? Hey, remember when we did that? Uh, so it's like cool to, to like reminisce about those things, but elementary school. There's no way, there is no way in the world that people are doing this these days. No way. I I think I was either in second or third grade. They had a rope in the gym uh, that was attached to the beam, the I-beam at the top of the gym. So, you know, how how, how tall is a gym? Um, uh, from memory at that place, 30 feet, 35, 40 feet in the air is how high the uh, gym Rufus, <laughs> and so like when you got into i think second grade i don't think you're in first like and you know and every year when you're a kid uh when you get bigger you think you're way older than the kids below you oh and vice versa the kids well same same concept kids above you think th they're way older than you and uh, they always try to act like they're more mature and this is a funny thought to think about because when you grow up and you get past the age of like 18 
really just it all blends in. You know, you, you, you kind of have the same mindset. You don't really feel like you're older than them, even though that's how it's always perceived as a kid. Well, when we when we got into second grade, I'm going to tell the story from that angle because I, I think that's what happened. Like, oh yeah, hey kids, you guys get to you get to climb the rope in gym class. Now I didn't have a problem climbing the rope. I didn't. As a matter of fact, I could always climb to the top. It's just the thought now of thinking when when my second year second grade daughter does things um, that I perceive to be dangerous. I, I'm like, no, nah, hey, don't no, don't do that. Now that's just what I do as a dad, which is funny because I would always want to do those things. But they would allow second grade kids to get on the rope and climb. 40 feet in the air, second grade kids. And it doesn't even matter. Like, it doesn't matter your physicality at all. They're like, hey, you want to get up there? Get get to climbing. I don't know if that's... I don't I don't think that's what she said. Uh, I don't think that's what uh, Miss Nutter said. That was her name. I don't think she said, get to climbing. But can you imagine? There are a lot of second grade kids. Go down the list for second graders. Uh, there are some kids that maybe could do it. There are some kids that could get close. There are some kids that could uh, hold themselves up. Then there's some kids that they couldn't even get on the rope. Like, they just put their hands on it, and they try to jump up, and it just wouldn't, wouldn't work. But all those in-betweens, what if it was an extra strong day that day as a second grader, uh, and they climbed almost to the top? Now, you can slide down, and that's how you do it. Also, think about the crazy part. Here's the part I left out. When you climb the 40-foot rope in gym class on the concrete gym floor, the only thing to protect you in the event that you fell um, was a, a mat that was about one inch thick. Truly, about one inch thick. Uh, let's go two. Two inches thick, probably. That's that's what was going to protect you. Oh, and, a, and a, another second-grade spotter. The second-grade spotter, as you fell, if you were to fall from 40 feet... Uh, have no fear because you have a two-inch pad and another second grader down there to catch you. I don't know. Like, I mean, just to think, listen, it was, it was one of my most favorite days in gym class. Uh, it was one of my most memorable. Uh, that and the parachute. You, you remember when? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was just art school. So we had this old parachute, and it would be parachute day, and all the kids would be fired up. And we would, you know, it was in a circle, and then you'd get around uh, – the whole outskirts of the parachute and then we would uh run in and run out and fluff it up and run under it and run it i remember thinking that that was the greatest thing ever now the thought of it now as a, as an adult to tell the story i don't even know why we were so fired up but it was cool uh and the the rope was especially cool it's just funny that how the world has turned and that's why i've i've said on here before um and nothing's political right that's not i don't I don't really talk about that stuff on the show, but like the world uh, is changing and some stuff is for the better and some stuff's not, but, but one of those, there's no way, <laughs> not that I think there's no way in the world that elementary schools these days, which I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like, I loved it. It was my favorite day. There's no way elementary schools these days are going to allow second grade kids to hop on a rope and climb 40 feet to the top of the gym with a two inch pad. Oh, and don't worry, once again, you got a, a, a same-grade spotter down there for you. It's just, I, I don't, 
that's just a crazy way to way to think. So that's it. I don't know. I just we talked about that last night. My cousin came over. Oh, and they, they used to call. They used to do dive rolls. We didn't do that. Uh, I don't even know who came up with it, but they had a thing called dive rolls, and um, I, I had talked about them before on the podcast. It was my cousin who lives in Florida. He's originally from here, and I swore when he retired, there's no way he's going to move back here. Uh, and I, I was claiming that because he's he, right now he's hashtag living his best life. Right, that's what he's doing. He's hashtag living it. So I'm like, nah, there's no way the guy's moving back. And so uh, he pretty much confirmed it. He's like, nah, man, when I retire, I'm going to be in Florida. It's a great place. Um, so he was back. And so we started talking about this stuff like in elementary school. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why we reminisced that far back. But he's like, hey, man, do you remember the dive rolls? And I'm like, no. And now after he told me, I would have remembered had that been a thing. I'm like, no, nah, I do not remember the dive rolls. He's like, yeah. That's when they used to lay people down. Any kid who wanted to try could do it. You would lay down. Kids, second grade kids would lay down beside, and third, fourth back then, would lay down beside each other. And and it was a, you were trying to break the record to see who could jump over the most kids. So, you know, for the guys that weren't as athletic but mentally thought they were, uh, those last two kids would get uh, would get their chest caved in by somebody attempting to do a dive roll. And the way you did a dive roll was you you ran and you dove straight head first, and then you tucked your head under at the end uh, and, you know, did a roll, forward roll, and popped up and kept running. That's how, that's what you did. That's, those They used to do that. That was a thing. I don't think that's a thing either. I, I mean, just, that seems like a liability. Um, but you, you, you know, you, you just, there are so many things that when I was a kid, I thought was so cool that you can't do now. There's no way. And everybody can go down the list, Riding in the back of the truck is one. Uh, I know I've talked about it before, but it's been a while. I mean, it's like I took a vacation to Wichita, the same friend that was driving around, uh, the, the, the hometown reminiscing last week, we drove in a single cab truck. Now you think about this, <laughs> think about this. Or a lot of people's got SUVs now, uh, uh, a lot of people have them, whether you have a big one or a small one. Uh, he had a single cab Chevy truck, as I recall, three people riding in the front, and then two of us laying on a mattress on our way to Wichita in the middle of the summer with a CD uh, player. It was you know just one of those handheld radios with a CD player, uh, laying on a mattress headed to, headed to Wichita. So you know you can't you can't do that stuff anymore. You can't ride in the back of trucks now. I'm not saying there's not a good reason for it. I'm just saying you can't do those things. So, those are hometown thoughts, by the way. Uh, my, my nieces came into town for my for my daughter's birthday party. I don't think I really had to start off with that. It just turns out they're here. I guess, uh, yeah, here's why, here's why it's relevant. Uh, so, when your daughter's birthday happens... And, uh, and you got a 12-year-old birthday party. I don't know what 12-year-old kids like to do. I mean, they're not going to play with toys. And these days, it's kind of embarrassing. Well, hey, look, let's reminisce again. It's not like they go out in the backyard and play football or go outside and play basketball or go ride bikes or build ramps, you know, ramps that are like at 60-degree angles because you stack it up on five tires. Nobody, nobody's willing to, to flip on their back anymore. Like, they don't do that. Uh, I walked in, and they're watching YouTube videos. Like 10 of them are watching YouTube videos. 
And the whole time I'm thinking, and they're all laughing, but in my head, I'm like, go do something with your lives, kids. Now, here, here we go. So I thought, you know, 12-year-olds, you know, I just, I just, uh, you know, I'm official wedding DJ now these days. So uh, I just set up all this stuff. It's like I let them have their own mini concert in the living room, and it appeared, it appeared to be a, a fantastic thing, and they sang all night long, and they went to sleep. Now, I don't know. Uh, anyway, like 12 years, I was thinking, like, what do they do? Well, that's it. I mean, uh, you know, they don't play with toys, but they thought it was concert hour. But before we did that, before we did that, has, it, has anybody ever been to a, an escape room? Have you ever been to an escape room? Like, I, I've never been to an escape room. I, I know what they are. I don't, I don't really know what they're all about. Like, I, I didn't know how hard they were. Were they, were they methodically laid out? You know, was it, was it uh, a tough thing? Like, could you just run through them? All these things I, did, I didn't know. And so my wife decided she wanted to go to an escape room, which, by the way, because I haven't been to one, my thoughts are, why, why are we going to go to an escape room? I don't want to go to an escape room. It doesn't even look fun. That's what I thought. And, uh, and then I pull up, and, and close to where I live, not even in Tulsa, in, uh, outside of Tulsa, close to where I live, there's an escape room. And we pull up, and it's like in this old shopping center, but it's in a, in a tinier building. So, like, I get out, and I walk in, and I thought, this cannot be fun. There's no way, There's no way this can be fun because it said they had 10 different rooms. Well, I'm standing in a commercial space. I see two rooms. That's what I see. Uh, one's a pirate ship. One's a prison. I don't know what's other on the other side. I'm just saying I don't see 10 rooms. It's a tiny space. So in my head, it, it, I have confirmed in my head, oh, yeah, this this is going to suck. This is not going to be cool at all. So, like, we split up in groups, and we go in this tiny room. So it looks like you're in a prison cell, and you have one hour to do it. And, uh, you know, it turns out, I don't know if somebody local, I, here's the thing, to come up with what they had, does somebody local do that? And I'm not, I'm not acting like they're not smart enough to do it, right? That's not what I mean. But is there a, an escape room program somewhere uh, that you get online and it tells you how to set all these different things up? Because this, if they have 10 rooms, like they say, I only saw two. I don't know. It's whatever, right? It, maybe they're, they're there. Um, like, is there some kind of uh, walkthrough guide, like, set this up, do this, do this? Because it was, I thought, very elaborate. I thought it was, like, a super cool place. And um, the only thing I didn't like, and I'll tell you why I didn't like it, especially if I was this, the escape room owner, um, who uh, by I'm 100% probably certain, I'm pretty sure they're not a podcast listener. Um, I would never let anybody have hints. By the way, they give you hints. Now you think about this from a business perspective. The worst thing as an escape room owner that you could ever do is give somebody hints to get out of the escape room. They say you have one hour. If you don't make it one hour, you're out. Well, you know what? If I failed, that would bring you back 45 times. Like I would, if I couldn't pass something, I would keep doing it until I passed it. I'd get a clue further every time if I, if I wasn't smart enough to go any further. Every time, that's what I do. And I would eventually, I would figure this out. Uh, when they give unlimited hints and you get out, the, the place is over. Like, I'm not going to go back. Like, okay, well, I'm done with that one. There's no way we would have finished it had we not called. We weren't far off with, with uh, the thinking. 
but we wouldn't have have achieved it. I'm probably running a little long on just to uh, tell you how to run an escape room, but do you know how many people you could bring back if you stopped giving unlimited hints? Or better yet, what if they had an escape room where <laughs> what if you had an escape room where you had to sign a waiver and uh you know you had to be in there like three days if you couldn't figure it out. <laughs> that that would be a thing. That would be that would you know, maybe I'm going to start a way more intense escape room. It's going to be way more intense than the, the kids these days. Like you can't get food and water if you don't if you don't figure it out. You know, this is it's like a 5-day thing. It's like survival school escape room. I think I'm on to something here. Uh I'll let you know when I when I uh when I get to it. Where I'm from um around where I grew up. And then there are the other communities around the United States. I lived in Ohio. They're there. I've been in Pennsylvania. They're there. Uh, I mean, there are, there are a lot of states, but there's Amish communities. And I don't know if you, if you, well, I, listen, I don't know very many Amish people, but I don't know if you've had their, have you had their goods? <laughs> have you, have you had their foods? And that's a crazy thought. Uh, Amish people. You know, they make their own cheese. They and they do everything. They do it. Look, I just said that because there's an Amish cheese house where I live. I mean, but they make all their own stuff, canned goods and all these things. When did they become experts on every kind of food outside of what maybe would be considered traditional Amish food? I bought this salsa the other day from the Amish. This is the most unbelievable salsa I've had in my life. Spicy pickles. I haven't had spicy pickles in a long time. I don't even think they make them in the stores anymore. And they got spicy pickles. That was awesome. Like, I thought they were they were great. When do they start specializing in all these fancy foods? Seriously, I'm thinking about being Amish. I'm thinking about breaking. Well, I'm not breaking Amish. I'm trying to break in Amish. I'm thinking about getting out there and doing it. I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily want to get up uh, early or whatever. And we could probably... Listen, guys, because I'm it's it's almost like a plea to let me in your club or whatever. Um, look, I don't want to get up too early. Um, there are some things I'll help with. I just would like some of your canning secrets for the pickles and the salsa. Um, I don't want to give too much too much real effort. Um, like, and I'm I kind of want to cut a deal so I can have lights and maybe the internet. And other than that, I'm not asking more. I just really want you to teach me your secrets of the beef jerky, um, the spicy pickles, and the salsa. And I could get by. Then your cheeses are delicious also. (laughs) No, people don't know. If they're not living this kind of luxury, if they're not living uh, close to these Amish houses, they're missing out. Like, there's this food stand around where I'm at. And... uh, you know, always, you know, throughout the years of episodes, the one year, throughout this year, uh, past year of episodes, uh, I make chubby comments all the time. Um, but there is this fruit stand, roadside stand. I say fruits. It doesn't just have fruit, but fruit, vegetables, has every Like, it's awesome. And now, and now, selling Amish goods, that's what it says, that's where I go. I've never, I've never been to, I've never gotten my fruit, and vegetables from a stand before, but it seems to be a fantastic thing. I mean, it seems like they really got something going there. I don't know if you stop at this place. I just always see people around it, and it makes it look interesting. It makes it look like something I'm supposed to be a part of. So I got in there, and I started getting a part of I started getting acquainted. I started getting acquainted with it. 
So that's what I did. Oh, listen, there's, <laughs> I, listen, I don't know how true this story is. I've heard this story secondhand and I've heard it for years and I'm just going to tell it because I use the word acquainted. Uh, and it, you know, some people are going to think it's a, a little crude, but it's uh, whatever. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> if you really know me, you would know how much I really don't care about that. But, uh, but I'm going to tell it. So there's, um, there's a guy, there's a kid. I'm going to blow this story. We'll get it live. I'm going to make the person who told it secondhand. He's going to be on this podcast sooner or later. We're going to talk about motorcycle trips. I'll let him tell it, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to blow up for now. I don't know. I don't know if a dog used the bathroom in the corner or a human did. No, that would be, I mean, that would be weird, but, but I don't know. Uh, and the dad, the kid was, a, he was a kid. He was a younger kid at the time. And the dad comes in and, and he's yelling at his kid, uh, because there's, I don't remember if it's his animal or if it's his own, he was a kid. Uh, and he's like, you, he's like, you're going to, you're going to clean that up. Get down there and get acquainted with it. And uh, according to the story, uh, the legend, uh, the little kid got down, and he's like, "I'm, so <laughs> I'm just saying the story. I, I don't know if it's true." <laughs> the kid got down, and he's like, "I'm, like, hey, hey, Mister Turd, my name is, uh, I don't even remember the guy's name. <laughs> it, it does no good for me to tell you the story. I've heard the story secondhand forever. Uh, just remind me." Whenever the episode comes on where my friend Luke's on here and we start talking about motorcycles, I'll make him tell that story. It's not even his family story, but, uh, it's funny. And sorry if I didn't give you enough of the story to make it funny. Uh, but the point is, is his dad told him to get acquainted with it. And he was talking to it like it was nice to meet him, <laughs> which I don't know as a parent, if that would have sent me into a rage or if I would have started laughing, I, I mean, if I was mad because I would have thought it was ridiculous if I was mad and I probably would have yelled about it, but, uh, you know, I don't know, man, I don't know how I would handle that as a father. Had I saw that, like I mean, when you got kids, sometimes they say things, even when you're mad, they say things that, uh, well, are either really sweet in, even in the moment that you're mad where you're like, oh man. Why am I yelling? She didn't know any better. Right. So there's that, um, or they just, they just say funny things. And I don't know. I think most people are that way where there was that moment where you started laughing in the middle of being mad, just based off of their answer, even if they were being serious or were in tears when they said it, depending on how funny it was, uh, you know, but when I was a kid, you know, what, what, how did I start this show talking about? Like, you can't do, you, you can't, you can't climb to the top of the gym anymore. Like you can't do that. Well, I don't think kids get whippings anymore. And that, listen, I'm not sitting here because listen, there's a lot of people uh, where where there's a line drawn where uh, you know they, they've grown up uh, in some rougher uh, spaces and and things were probably taken too far. So aside from that, just regular, just regular, you're getting a whipping. I don't think that stuff happens anymore. I mean, my dad, according to him, he got whipped every day. According to him, uh, and I think some other people would confirm that. Uh, and then people always thought that I was a little wilder, but I didn't get whipped every day. And as a matter of fact, my dad, my dad did get me with a belt. And by the way, I still remember to this, to this day, the belt removal noise. I don't know if you guys remove, if you remember this, the belt removal noise, when he would 
<laughs> he would get mad and he would start fidgeting, like trying to get that belt buckle undone. I don't know why he had a belt buckle because he's completely not a cowboy. But my dad had a belt buckle back in the day. He didn't even wear boots. So f- figure that one out. But he's like, he was like fidgeting around and then he would get it and he would pull it out and you'd hear it hit all the loops as it ripped out. You know, and he would get to swinging like I was supposed to get to climbing uh, in, there in gym class as a second grader. And, uh, you know, he'd hit you and he'd say bend over, and it, but you didn't re- like really bend over, not as a kid. Like you're still kind of running and jumping, you know, like you know that game. But he didn't like really whip me that much. He did, but he didn't like whip me that much. It was my mom. Oh, I've said this before. Yeah, I've said it before on this. Yeah, it was my mom who was like the face slapper. She was the yeller and throw shoes and all that kind of stuff, like trying to make me dodge stuff. Um, I, but I'm just, um, I don't think kids get whippings anymore. I guess there's that. I, I think that actually, I think outside, I'm talking about just regular whippings. I'm not talking about the ones where people like really go over the top, but I, but I think the world shows nobody gets whippings anymore. Uh, schools are that way. School. I, look, I don't care where you went to school at 30 years ago. I don't care where you went to school. Schools were not at the same level that they are right now. Not even close. I mean, you know, because kids can get away with it and their parents are not going to let anybody hit their kids. In some cases, it's probably good. Some people are going to disagree with me who listen to this podcast, but, uh, I mean, look, I got weapons. I turned out fine. You know, there's that, I guess. But re- like normal weapons. I'm not talking about crazy ones. I, you know, I, I look, I got some friends like, man, they hit me with barbed wire. I'm not talking about that. That's why that's over the top. I mean, that's abuse. Uh, mine was because I popped off and I got whipped and then I'm like, okay, well, I guess, uh, guess I won't pop off at least till next week. Right. I mean, I was smart enough to figure that out. Those are my thoughts on that though. I don't even know. I don't even know. I, but I don't think you do it. I don't think school is even allowed anymore. I, I, I talked to a principal the other day and I asked him, he's like, nah, we don't, we haven't done that in years. We ain't done that in years. So I'm like, uh, oh, well, okay. I was like, but do you have problems? In your school, like, do you? He's like, yeah, 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 we do. And I'm like, ah, well, there's the answer. Start whipping kids. That's what I say. Uh, how I how I got off into corporal punishment all of a sudden, I, I'm not, I do not know how I, I, I would have to play this back to see how I ventured down that road. Uh, anyway, listen, uh, thanks for listening this week. Um, I'll, I'll gather feedback from, um, the people from you, from you who's listening right now to the show. Uh, I think this fits most people's time, this 30 minute show, but, uh, I may knock this thing out. I may, I may increase this to an hour soon. I'll get feedback from people. I'm sure you'll let me know. Anyway, look, thanks for listening in. Love everybody. Uh, have the most fantastic week of your life. Okay. E-L-E, E-L-E, everybody, everybody love everybody. Happy birthday, Mom.